the Lord wants to show up in our life. So we need to make sure that we're leaving room for him. And today we're going to talk about how we can do that. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. We hope that you're having a good time this fall. I know that we are anxiously awaiting the Christmas season to be uh, to be upon us with family and friends, and uh, we know how busy it can be. Really and so, busy. Yeah, really, really busy. <laughs> and so one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was, was trying to somehow make room for God and all that, and it not becoming like a burden where, you know, we have, we're, we're having to let some things go, but really just more about making space. Isn't and, it funny, though, know, that, that to, to think about having to leave room in our t- in our daily lives for Jesus? Yeah. It's just kind of like what happened on the first Christmas. They yeah. didn't have room for him and, in the and, end. And we're not talking about like adding one more thing to do, like devotionals or something like that. But really, we're just talking about chunks of space that God can use. Yeah. yeah. Le- leaving some downtime. So let's talk a little bit about how, how, uh, how life looked... In Jesus's time, you know, um, our, our modern lifestyle isn't the way that Jesus no, lived. Way busier. I mean, we have, I know Greg and I have a shared uh, calendar on iCloud. Is it iCloud? Yeah. So we, we share, we share with that and we've, and we've got stuff mapped out every day. Different colors. Different colors. Yeah. It looks like a rainbow. It does. <laughs> and you know, with this Christmas season, you've got the Christmas parties and you've got the kids events and yeah. you've got church events. So things can get really busy really fast. And uh, there is a strong emphasis in even in leadership to schedule every moment of yeah. your day. And, and I understand the whole idea of living purposefully. Yeah. And that's a good idea. And that way you get the most out of your time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we also need to pivot off of that and say, okay, but are we also purposefully scheduling downtime for us to have that communion and for God to have a moment to maybe speak into our situations, yeah. or are we just limiting him to 15 or 30 minutes first thing in the morning yeah. or at night or, you know, when we wake up in the middle of the night or, and- or, you know, we only going to church on Sunday and those yeah. kinds of things, which we're, we're not dogging anybody for their personal habits. What we're really trying to do is inspire you to leave room for Jesus, you know? Right, exactly. And, and we're going to talk about a little bit, what, what, what does that look like? moment of your schedule stop and figure out what's motivating that belief yeah kind of do a heart check yeah it's it's usually based on some sort of fear that we need to perform for god yeah or or that we're gonna lose something yeah. right you mm-hmm. know fear of failure or fear of rejection yeah. there's a lot of fears that we or, can or do maybe with. that we're afraid somebody's going to criticize us if we don't right. maximize every minute of the day for getting all these things done or believing that you have to prove yourself when all yeah. these things are uh natural things that that every human deals with but if those are th- also things that jesus set us free from yeah so we're going to encourage you to um, to maybe change a few habits just a little bit. And we're not talking about major changes, but just enough to, to give the Lord a chance to speak to you all throughout your day. Yes. Because, you know, you don't just eat one meal a day and then no. you're done for the rest of the day. <laughs> At least I don't. Yeah. And maybe one or maybe two or three of you can eat a break, well, big well, breakfast I, I, and go well, all day. I think you're getting a little bit ahead. But I, I can't. Bit, sorry. But no, but I think, I think we'll, we'll talk about this. But yeah. Sure. All right, so our main text for today is uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And I love the message version of this because I think it really um, hones in on something that is very poetic and beautiful in, in spirit. And so I want to read it to you. It says, are you tired, worn out, 
Oh, uh, speaking of which, this is Jesus speaking to the Jews, that to, to the religious or to the just the common people of the day. He said, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't let anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. It's so nice. Isn't that so beautiful? You know, one thing that I really that really stood out to me when you were reading that was the walk with me and work with me. So God's not saying that he doesn't want us to be productive. Yeah. And we're not trying to communicate that you should take time off and sit around and do nothing. But we're saying is you need to walk and work with God, yeah. but, but you're not going to be able to do that if you filled every minute of the day. Right. And and that's not the way God works either. If you look at his, the way he walked on the earth, he didn't have like this huge agenda that couldn't be stopped at any moment in time. I mean, it, the, the, the story that jumps out at me first is the story of him healing J. Iris's daughter when she had died. Um, well, when she was sick, they said, hey, master, come and heal um, J. Iris's daughter because she's very ill. Well, he said, okay, let's go. So he, as he was going, that's when the woman with the issue of blood came along and stopped the basically the, the procession of people, this big throng, and received her healing. Well, he stopped and turned and addressed her and ministered to her right then. Now, if he had been so tied to his schedule that he couldn't stop and turn and minister to someone else, he would have missed that opportunity. Or like or the woman at the well. That was right. a stop moment, right? That was a stop moment. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on his way from one place to another. It happens all throughout the Gospels where he yeah. has an Zacchaeus, agenda. yeah. Yes, exactly. All these all these examples are real powerful in the lives of these people, but they were not on the schedule. They weren't on the docket. And so God's not worried about your schedule. No, and he's going to bring people yeah. and into your life that he wants you to stop and help but it's not going to fit in your schedule. Yeah. And so we're, um, you're going to have to be okay with that and realize that, you know, God's timetable is not our timetables, you know, so we, we can't be so afraid to um, reschedule or to miss something that we miss God. Yeah. So, so I, I, that, that is something that I, I find fascinating about Jesus is that he was not, it wasn't forced. And that was the that was the phrase that I loved in the scripture. It talks about learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So whenever and that that's something that Greg and I use a lot of times to determine if we're doing something out of fear or wisdom is that the devil pushes, but the Holy Spirit draws. Yes. So if you feel pushed, if you feel rushed, if you feel like you have to have an answer right now, that's the devil pressuring you because he wants you to make a mistake. Yeah. And when you make quick decisions like that on um, based on on not, not enough information based on fear based on anxiety you're going to make a wrong decision so and that's what he's trying to get us to do because then we have to backtrack and then we have to go undo what we what we did or or apologize for what we said well and, and learning to recognize that so a lot of times it's not going to be you know he, he doesn't show up in the red suit and pitchfork and horns <laughs> be and, so handy and sit there and go you need to be afraid you need to be afraid yeah. it'll wrap itself around something innocuous right so it'll be something with your work or something with maybe an organization that you work with or 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 that you belong to maybe a church or a group of friends or whatever but it'll be an underlying 
motive of fear. Like I'm afraid that I'm going to do this or they're not going to like me or whatever. And so anything that's motivated by fear ultimately comes from the enemy. And so so knowing that really helps. As soon as you recognize, like if you can get away from your head and suddenly realize, Ooh, I'm, I'm anxious. Yeah. Then you can stop and you can actually choose to, to not do it. So, okay, I don't do things based on fear. I do things based on the wisdom and the peace that God brings me. Yes. So so then you're able to actually be yourself and who God wants you to be in that moment. But you have to first, you know, put the brakes on and and stop that process. Yeah. And the really great thing is if you start thinking about what Sharon and I are talking to you about doing, about leaving a chunk of time, whether it be fifteen minutes or thirty minutes or an hour, in your day, even though you're busy that God will show up. And that's a really cool concept to to think because a lot of times we feel like God's far off mm-hmm. or that if I do stop, he's not going to do anything, right? But that's not how it works. Well, and I, I, piggybacking on that, I want you to talk a little bit about how the Lord has shown you that you know decisions will come to you with the appearance of urgency. Mm-hmm. And God says to you, just, hey, just wait a minute. Just wait and let me filter through this and yeah, because there'll be the there'll be there's been lots of those in the last few years that I've had to that I've had to wrestle with, and usually what I do is I'll start to sense in my spirit that I need to wait and and he he kind of gives me like a vision of a flower, and the flower if you notice like flowers at night they they close up. You know, and then they open when the sun comes out. And so he gives me kind of a vision in my mind of a flower when I need to wait. And and it'll be closed up and he'll say, wait, and it'll open in front of you at, at the right time. And so it's not always that way, but there are times when I, when I don't have enough information or I feel like I need to make a strong decision about something and, and I just don't have enough information or I, I need more information or maybe there's out of all the information that I have, it seems incomplete or I don't, I, I don't know which one to choose. I'll wait. I'll get quiet. I'll wait. I'll say, Hey, like I'm going to chill on that one for a minute. And well, that, that's and give where you're moment. learning mm-hmm. to walk with Jesus yeah. and work with him. Yeah. So he, God gives you supernatural wisdom to handle these situations at yeah. the right time. And that's what he wants to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But he wants to walk through these things with you. Yep. And we're not talking about, you know, just your, your, um, your church time or whatever. We're talking about real life in yeah, the real world with your job, yeah. with your children. You know, I mean, that's something that the Lord showed me a couple of years ago um, with our kids. And this is, you know, I use this with in parenting. You know, I used to have this mentality that, well, once they, once they make a mistake or, or they need some, some direction, I need to immediately address that because that's what you're supposed to do as a good parent. But what the Lord showed me was, you know, that's what we, do with dogs, you know, because, because they have very short memories. So like if they're, if they're maybe chewing on your shoe, you have to catch them immediately and address it immediately. But he's like with kids, they have the memory. You can take a minute, take a step back, pray about it, get my perspective on it. And then you'll be able to address it powerfully and effectively 
um, with peace. As opposed to reacting. Yes. And doing something in the heat of the moment. Yes. Which and is saying, actually saying something, destructive. Yeah, saying something you regret or maybe the way you said it yeah. you would regret. And yeah. then you have to rebuild the trust in that relationship, which is harder yeah. than just dealing with the issue you were dealing with. Right. And that's one, that's one area where this can really manifest is in with your parenting is being able to take those moments and say, okay, well, um, what, what happened was not good, but I need to take a moment with the Lord. And you know what? Kids can understand that. Kids yeah. will, kids, kids can remember what happened five, 10, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> okay. They're not like puppies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to immediately respond if it's not, um, urgent in the sense of, you know, someone's sick or bleeding or whatever, those things you need to handle immediately. But there are a lot of decisions that the devil comes in and puts in some fear and some fake urgency. So, yeah. Immediacy. Yes. Immediacy mm. when it's not really there. Yeah. And, and he does that to keep you from seeking the higher source. Well, and, and you'll it'll usually be led by your emotions. Yes, it absolutely. Will, it will 100%. not be led by facts. Right. Now, we will convince ourselves that the facts justify the emotions. But if I, if I were there, if suddenly Sharon and I could appear and ask you a couple questions, you'd be like, if you don't do this, what's the worst that could happen? You know? the usually the circumstances aren't quite that dire right it usually has more to do with a plan that we've put in place mm-hmm. right which is kind of getting back to our thing we have all these plans we have all these the schedules set in our mind maybe on our calendar and we're like if i don't get this done right now i'm gonna screw up the whole day and whatever yeah well what if god wants you to stop what if he wants 10 minutes with you so that he can download something that's going to affect not only the rest of your day but tomorrow and a week from now or a more a special divine appointment that he has yes. scheduled for you that's not on your schedule. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Here's really a really great point. When 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 we when we start walking with Jesus, when we walk and work with Him, it stops becoming about us. Yeah, and what we want. Yeah, it starts becoming more about what He wants. His agenda. Yeah, and I promise you, all day long, what He wants for you is so much better than anything you could ever want for yourself. Amen. And so you, when you have to start letting some things die, some goals and some, some, some objectives, and the, the flesh, our understanding, our mind, our emotions, our, our will, screams when we start doing some of this stuff. No, I don't want But to I need that. I need but it. That, you know. <laughs> My precious. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. In fact, when you watch Lord of the Rings, just think of uh, Gollum as the flesh. Yes, there and you it, go. And it really helps a lot. But that doesn't necessarily mean there's a problem. Yeah. You know, I remember a great Bible teacher, Brother Hagen, used to say that uh, anything that's hard on your flesh is good for you. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so uh, you can you can understand that that feeling of panic or, or fear or whatever if, of not getting something that you want or that you've planned on may not be a bad thing. Yeah. It may be God rescuing you from it. Well, and, and I think we need to reapproach how... Uh, what we believe about being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, in we're, our... We're redefining yes. our, our life. You right. Know? And I think, in, in at least in American culture, we have gotten so used to being comfortable. Yeah. Everything is Everything's easy. fast and easy. Oh, my yeah, word. Yeah, the pandemic has really thrown a ripple in that. You can see people are stressed. Yeah, they are. They're people a little bit stressed. stressed. They are. But um, with the Lord, He doesn't care. I, I, I love you all, but God does not care if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, he he much more cares about it's your true. character. It's so true. And if you could just be comfortable being uncomfortable and let it let it go, get over it, 
then you're going to be yeah, a lot happier. God will allow your comfort as long as it fits his uh, plan for your life. As soon as uh, your his plan starts being in jeopardy, guess who's going to become uncomfortable? He really couldn't you care are. less. Mm-hmm. He really couldn't no. care less if you're comfortable. Well, I, God loves us, and he loves the things. He loves what that I we love I mean your things. flesh. Yeah. I mean your flesh. But, That's got to But die. I'm saying is like, but as soon as what you want interferes with what he wants for yeah, you, yeah. you're going to lose. Well, but he, You're gonna he's lose got that such battle. a he's got a such a, a better perspective. Now, and he'll smile at you while he takes it out of your hand. He'll go, "I love you, but I'm taking this." Yeah. You know, yeah. And he, he never stops loving us. He, yeah. It's not a disciplinary or or, or a, punishment a punishment kind of thing. thing. Yeah. But it'll be a disciplinary from a no, no, no. That's not good for you. I want more for you. And the, yeah. and the fact that he is going to do it. Yeah. And and the more you learn about how much he loves you and and he wants to do for you, it makes it a lot easier for you to trust him. And so to again get us back to the topic of trusting him with your time. Yes. Right. So if suddenly you believe that if you gave him ten minutes, let's say you got to where you were needed to go a little early, and you turn the radio off, put your phone away, and just sat there and talked to him like he's in the room with you, because he is. What happened? What would happen, right? And you'll after a while, you'll start to see he actually does show up, and he actually starts to bless you. And then you went into your meeting, and it goes exceptionally well because the anointing is with you. Yeah. Or you get there five minutes early, and there's somebody else in there. Yeah. And and that's a divine appointment exactly. for you to share the gospel. Exactly. So For just the love of God. This is called being led by the Spirit. Yeah. And, and that really changes your life. It's suddenly you're like, you become like a kid on Christmas morning. Every day is fantastic, and you never know what's going to happen that day. Yeah. And your your expectation level starts to really rise yeah. over the most innocuous things. Yeah. And then, of course, you know people start looking at you weird, which is great. <laughs> if people look at you weird, you're doing it right, right? <laughs> you really are. So you know, well, well, welcome to the Jesus Club at that point. talking about here is uh, not living under all the stress that, that we've been carrying, especially, oh my word, with this pandemic and with the holiday season and everything, we can feel really stressed. And um, so uh, to, on, to, to piggyback on all of that, I want to mention two things here. First of all, ask yourself, you know, uh, if you're feeling stressed and anxious and, and maybe just an underlying undercurrent of just panic, what are you carrying? Because sometimes it's not what Jesus wants you to carry. You know, that's what we were talking about um, in, from Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. He talks about um, he won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Well, sometimes the things that we're carrying aren't the things that he's laid on us. You know, so we need to maybe reevaluate, okay, what am I, what have I picked up? You know, um, I'm from, from Texas and we have things called graspers and cockleburrows. They're horrible. I know. And, and the, and the grass is there and they're great seed bearer bearing plants. And, yeah, and we they, didn't have those when I was growing up. Yeah. You lived running in. through the grass barefoot was a, a great pastime. And then we go to Texas and it's like, Ooh, yeah, you don't do that. In Texas. Do that. <laughs> you don't run. Through the grass. 
<laughs> I at least know where I was from. There's probably a few places. It's okay. Little but, little spiny balls. Yeah, they are. They look like that, that attach to your skin. They look like the size of peas. Yeah, but they have sticks. Like, yeah. Thorns, thorns all around out them. them. They're and horrible. if you walk out... I really don't understand why God created those. <laughs> they probably didn't look like that before the fall. That's true. They were nice and smooth and, and beautiful. Yes, they're beautiful. But uh, but anyway, so as you're walking through the fields there and you come inside, you can... Um, and there's also stuff called beggar's lice, I think is what they're called. They're little bitty cockleburls. I mean, like they're like the size of a flea or something, but they can pick up. I mean, you can pick yeah, them up. Yeah, your really socks easy. get covered. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you walk inside and then all of a sudden you've got all these grass burrs and cockle burrs. You've, you've and collected a few you've things. You've collected something. Yes. Okay. But that, but this, and this can happen during your day as people or the devil brings fearful thoughts to you or urgent things that they think they need your attention for. And, but that's not what Jesus brings to you. So we need to get really good at, at recognizing those things immediately and asking the Lord for discernment because sometimes, um, it's the Lord, sometimes it's not, but we need his spirit to tell us, okay, this is what you need to focus on right now. And here's what you can let go. So we need to be really good about taking those things immediately to the Lord as they come about during the day. So, and that's kind of what we're talking about because, um, at the end of the day, if you've been walking out in the in the fields all day long and you've been working and haven't been spending that time with your father, you can you've got a big collection, you know, going. So and that wears you down and it, and it hurts you. I mean, those 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 grass birds, if you've ever stepped on one, it gets into your flesh. Yeah, it, it, cuts, it hurts. It goes through a couple of layers of yeah, the dermis, doesn't it? Yes, it doesn't go through. It holds I mean, it'll on. go through socks. It'll go through whatever. Yeah, it's painful. It's not it's not meant to be there. No, it's not. And no. you have to immediately address it because it hurts. Yeah. So, so as you're going throughout your day, you need to take these moments and ask the Lord, okay, here's what I'm carrying. What do you want me to Some carry? Some emotional graspers. Yes, exactly. Emotional yes. graspers, other people's graspers yeah. that it's causing them it's, issues. Yeah, because people like to share their graspers Yes, they like to say, here, carry this with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we need to use, um, so we need to use those margin. And what is, what does that look like to you when you leave margin in your schedule? For the Lord, I, I want to see. I want to hear your practical idea um, of what it looks like. Well, I try to find one places that it's organic, meaning like that. I don't. I don't. If I'm already know that I'm going to be alone, or in a, in other words, I'm taking advantage of the natural places. You know, like showers. Like I, I do. I spend. I pretty much commit my shower time to to listening. To, you know, to yeah, God. Yeah, that's a good time. You know, and uh, I find it very productive. I find that to be very productive. Uh, I did that this morning. So um, uh, then, you know, I a lot of times in the car, right? You know, not always, but a lot of times in the car. Um, if I'm early, like I was saying before, if I'm early for a meeting or something like that, I might be, I, I will, might like turn everything off and give give him a little bit of time there. So it's little pockets here and there that, that are already there, but you're starting to figure out, Ooh, I could do it here or I could do it there or that kind of thing. Yeah. And then or maybe a lunch break. Yeah. Or yeah. even your 15 minute break. You know, I, you get a lot of those as you're working. Sometimes. And, and then one of the things I try to do that I don't always do, but I try to do is try to figure out where I need him the most. Oh, right. So good. in other words, if I'm getting ready to go into a big meeting where big decisions have to be made, I try to prioritize a little bit of time. Uh, before that meeting to kind of get in the zone, get in the Jesus zone and listen to him. Because as, as we read here in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he wants to walk with and work with me, right? 
He wants me to walk and work with him. So Jesus desires fellowship, and he wants to, to give us wisdom. If you read in, uh, in Proverbs, you know, God desires for us to partake of his divine wisdom at all times. That's not his idea. And, and whenever we go to God and we ask him for wisdom, uh, it, he, he's not going, oh, man, I, I was busy. What are you doing? Right? So he's, you, mean, you mean that is his idea? It is. But the point, idea. Yeah, so my point being is don't ever feel bad about asking from God. That he, it, I could give you 20 scriptures right now that tell you that he wants you to do that, that it gives yeah. him great joy and pleasure to answer those requests. And 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 he and the Bible even says that he he withholds nothing from those who walk uprightly. Well, he says right, right here: Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Yeah, he, he he's basically saying, "Come to me." He's he he's not up in heaven as the cosmic killjoy who's who's mad at you when you show up because of of the sin in your life and stuff like that. That's not no, how he works. Absolutely you know? not. He says, "Get away with me, and you'll recover your life." Yes, that doesn't mean you have to go on a a, a vacation retreat. No, that just means. You know, take five at yes. lunch. Now, granted, <laughs> what you'll probably find if you're paying attention is that those things go really well. And mm-hmm. then you're going, hey, I wonder what would happen if I actually schedule an hour yeah, in the middle of my day if I can. Or or if you even, even if you or do. Or on a Saturday. If you do five 20 minutes yeah. or, or five 10 minute yeah. sections. Yeah, little, little little pockets. Yeah, I think if that's you, even you, more effective. Yeah, I, I remember when, when I was when I was much younger, when I was in my mid-20s, um, and I was working a lot, you know, and uh, I remember I used to take my lunch breaks and I would go outside. And at the time, you know, I just had like a little bag lunch or whatever. And uh, I would just walk around uh, downtown Dallas uh, and, and talk to him, you know, and yeah. just, uh, yeah. listen because, you know, I was at a very vulnerable place in my life at that time and I was desperate for him. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my gosh, I need you. You know, I've got kids mm-hmm. and I've got, and so, uh, that was a great time of, of learning and growth, uh, for that. And again, it's because you're seeking. And so this is what we're talking about. Do is setting yourself up of a lifetime of seeking, but to receive, that's right. the whole point. Right. You're not, it's not to please God. Mm-hmm. You don't seek God to please God. He, you're already pleasing. That's the good news. So the, now something you can seek him as though you would uh, a loving father, because that's who he is to you now. And that's, that's the good news of the gospel. So, so we've talked a little bit about using those margin areas in our schedules for that communion time with God. But I want to talk a little bit more about something that God does with that time. And he uses that time in our lives, like he did in the life of Jesus, for ministry opportunities. You know, I remember um, there's been so many times when Greg and I have been traveling, and um, God has just done so many amazing, um, orchestrated some amazing meetings. There was um, a time when we were in Washington, D.C., and we were just walking around right as we were about to tour. Yeah. Where was that? I think it was after. It was, it was the. It was at the end. No, no, no. That's right. It was in the morning and we were headed to the Capitol. Was it the Capitol? Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was the Capitol. Yeah. And so we're walking to the Capitol. Just, you know, they got the really big sidewalks. and Yeah. And yeah. we're walking. And With we, the boys. Yeah. We just crossed the street uh, over. I think there was a cemetery right near there. We just crossed the street. And now we were on the main grounds for the Capitol and literally just had just stepped on it. And this, this man with a, with a camp, with a, it was a, you could tell it was a reporter who had a cameraman with him. Yeah. And he, and he comes up to us and says, Hey, can we interview you? And we're like, sure. Why not? Right. Yeah. And so anyway, so we did this interview with him and it turns out he was from Newsmax Mm -hmm. TV and we, we, 
built, developed a great rapport with him. And I'm, I, I never did look to see if we were ever, I'm sure we were on something or other, but I don't, I don't remember. I didn't look it up, but, uh, and then that was just an amazing moment where the Lord gave us favor and gave us opportunity to, to speak some truth at that moment. And then a couple of days later, we decided, Hey, let's walk out, um, out of our hotel and go across the street to Walgreens. Well, lo and behold, after we walk in there, guess who walks in? But that same reporter. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. And then we, since we'd already developed that um, rapport with him, we just stood there in, in the Walgreens. Of, in the middle of Walgreens. And, st- talked, and talked with like, him for maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes. And, and he showed, he shared with us some, some of his plans and we were able to, yeah. you know, encourage him in the Lord and, and yeah. just, and we, and we spent some time praying with, for him yeah. later and. It was just a divine appointment. And now, you know, when I watch TV and I see his face on there, I'm like, man, we totally bumped into that dude. Yeah, I know. It's really, it's amazing. And God wants to do that for you yeah. and give you those opportunities. Wait, those are called divine appointments. Yeah. yeah. And and whether whether it's someone that's famous or not, they're, they're just as famous with God. You know, what? even if it's just the janitor you, at the local high school. You never know what God's doing in someone's life. Yeah, you exactly. You just don't, you don't know. And, and. Those those moments of ministry are just as important, just like that woman with the issue of blood was just as important to God as J. Iris, who was like an official, you know, he was like a, a religious official of the day was was I mean, in, in people's eyes, they were like, well, why are you stopping for this woman? This this big, important person wanted you to go do this. Well, well to Jesus, that was just the same. It was the same thing. And, and the interesting thing is we're still reading about it today exactly it, exactly so you can G- jesus knew what it was going to mean to all of us yeah to, to stop and do that sure and and so on purpose greg and i have uh have time dedicated to spending time at the bottom of the hotels usually we spend stay, stay in some hotels that have a big lobby area yeah. so we spend every morning some time there and i can't tell you how many people i have met that God has orchestrated where we've been able to give them books. We've yeah. been able to pray with them. We've been able to share the gospel because we are making ourselves available yeah. to God for that. It really is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. We've met so many people and, and God is, has honored um, our willingness just to be used. He's he, We're not any, anybody special. I mean, you guys could do the exact same thing and God will absolutely use you in the exact same way. encourage you guys not to hold on to your agenda so tightly that you can't take advantage of these unexpected opportunities to minister to others with God's love. So we should expect that God will jump in the middle of our, of our moments of quiet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, I, I did want to briefly mention one of the reasons maybe that we don't take these opportunities is because sometimes we can feel condemned you know, or uncomfortable in God's presence because we don't understand what Jesus has done for us and who he is for us. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, obviously the, 
there, there's an old saying that condemnation kills. And, and what we're really talking about is when you don't really feel so great about yourself, right? Maybe you haven't been as faithful to pray lately or to read, or maybe you haven't treated yourself very well. Maybe you haven't eaten very well, or maybe you haven't worked out as much as you wanted to. Any of those kinds of things that bring this sense of self-condemnation and that kind of thing. And those kinds of those kinds of beliefs and, and decisions, because that's really what they are, uh, can negatively impact your relationship with God because you'll think, well, God doesn't accept me now mm-hmm. because I haven't done those things. And so as you have with any relationship, if you believe that there's something between you and God, uh, it, it demotivates you to want to spend time with him. Yeah. And you may not recognize it at first, right? You may not in your, in your forefront of your mind go think that there's anything going on between you and God, but it'll be deeper down and it'll be a heart level kind of a thing. And it really will kind of s- slow you down to start to gum you up a little bit and, and, and keep you from wanting to turn that five minutes that we're talking about before you go into a meeting or when, you know, before you right at the end of lunch, let's say you're done eating at, at 11, at, at, you know, 1250 and you've still got 10 minutes before you have to go back to work, spending that 10 minutes with God, it, it, it's something you'll be, like, you'll be flipping on the radio or you'll be flipping through your phone or whatever. Instead of seizing that opportunity, that's a plan of the enemy. Yeah. And, and we've learned that self-condemnation uh, is a bait that the devil uses to to slow you down and ultimately really derail you in your spiritual walk. You know, it's funny. Um, you and I were talking about this yesterday, I guess it was, about how it's real easy to like someone that just thinks you're awesome. You know, I mean, we've all got hopefully one or two people in our life. Usually it's a mother, at least. <laughs> But they just think you're amazing, you know, and and maybe not right now, but at some point in your life, I hope that you've experienced that. It's hard not to just love being around that person because they just think you're awesome and they just love spending time with you or they call out things that you didn't even see in yourself. Well, that's how God feels about you. He just thinks you're awesome and he loves you and he's got your picture on his refrigerator He's got your artwork taped up to his cabinets because he thinks you're amazing. He's got your your report card on his bill on his bulletin board. You know, that's what he thinks about you. And he's every day thinking it says, um, I believe it's in Psalm one thirty nine that how 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 great are your thoughts toward me and how vast is the sum of them. You know, that that's how he's thinking about you all the time. It says if I they gave if I were to count them, they would completely outnumber the grains of the sand. That's how many thoughts he has of love towards you every day. So that's, that's the person we're talking about. You're just taking five minutes with, you know, and, and I find myself, you know, even on my, um, when I'm driving to go pick up my kids from school or whatever, I'm like, Hey, I could, I should call my mom, you know, (laughs) but that's also how our attitude can be toward our father. Hey, I should talk to God. He's, he's glad to hear from me. He loves me. So we're back to what you believe about, about God and about yourself. Right. And, And this is. This is central to the the new birth and the new life in Jesus. And if this is a struggle that you have, I really want to encourage you to start meditating on Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. So there, there is no more condemnation for you. So basically what he's saying is that Jesus paid for everything you've ever done wrong 
So when God looks at you, he doesn't see that anymore. He sees what Jesus did right. And that doesn't mean we don't have issues that we have to deal with. Yeah. It just means that now suddenly the the big stumbling block of offense has been removed. Yeah. And, And now God's free to love you even though you're not perfect yet. And he sees those things that you see as, oh, this part of me, this brokenness. He sees those just as the graspers, and he wants to pull those off. I remember we used to have a schnauzer growing up, and he'd go outside, and he'd come in, and almost every day he'd come in with graspers and his paws. And he's limping around, you know, and we're like, come here, come here, let me help you get that grasper out. And that's kind of how the Lord sees us with the things that we're limping around He's not going, man, I wish you quit getting getting graspers. Yeah, he's like, dude, I get it. It, This world is weird. Yeah. So please come to me. Come to me. Come to me and let me remove the graspers. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'll help you to know how to walk away from the graspers and not, not get them in the first place. You know, that's what his heart is for you. So, um... We talked a little bit about about partnering with God through all these situations and leaving room for him. So one reason that that's so important is because when the Lord is involved with our lives and with what we're building and with what we're doing, it stands. So why don't you read um, Psalm 127, 1 through 2? Sure. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city... The watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. I really like that one. Yeah, I do too. And I I love it because it kind of flies in the face of the idea that it's all about how hard you work and how how filled up your schedule is. Well, and, and you you see you know you see people you know on commercials, social media, whatever, where they're 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 killing it, and you, you see all these motivational speakers saying you got to do this and you got to get up at five a.m. You got to whatever, and and all that's really great, and you do get a lot of things done, but Scripture's telling us that it's vain, it's vanity, right? And so, what is vanity? Vanity is when you're so focused on you. What you're getting out of life, what what how big you become in life, how important you become, how rich you become, how pretty or handsome you become, how how what, how big a house you have, what kind of nice car you drive, those are the things that vanity brings. Well, and vanity also means it's 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 useless, it's mm-hmm. powerless. Yeah. You know, if if I if you try to do something in vain, that means you tried and it failed. Yeah. That means so so this he's also saying here that unless the Lord is partnering with you. Or basically, unless you're partnering with the Lord on what his agenda is. Yeah, the is. first part of that. Yeah, I really yeah. like that part. That, 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 that Unless the Lord builds the house. So think of the house as your life. Like, unless yeah. the Lord is building your life, yeah, he who, who, who labors to build their life builds it in vain. Yeah, which you know? means it's it's like the, the house built on the sand. And, then, and I like the, the second part of it. It says, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. So you could think about that your security Right. Yeah. Like being afraid that people are going to break into your house or that, you know, that you're going to get robbed or, you know, these kinds of things. Or to even get it more personal and more specific about what we're going through with the pandemic. Yeah. Unless the Lord guards your body. Yeah. Everything that you're doing is in vain. That's true. Yeah. And our priorities have to be to please him first and and to follow along with him first. Yeah. It's a it's I mean, I, I, I kind of visualize our lives with the Lord as a dance. You know, and as we're learning to walk in the spirit and as we're learning to follow his leading, it's like the the woman's version of of being led by her, her husband or her 
boyfriend or whatever, or her, the, the, her father, whoever's dancing with her. And, and he nudges and he leads, um, through the, through the music, you know, and it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. He's nudging us and leading us as we go through our day. And it's just this beautiful dance. And, um, it looks amazing from the outside because it makes, sometimes it doesn't make any sense. You know, I mean, uh, John 3, 8 says the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it's coming from and where it's going. So is everyone who's been born of the spirit. And so it, basically God's telling you it's okay for you to not know everything that's going to go on in your life. Yeah. It's okay to not even know necessarily what you're going to do for that day, right? Or for that moment, yeah. right? You're going here for the next hour. I don't know what's going to happen and it's okay. Yeah. And, and it's okay that you... Don't know what to do with the next step, but just listen to him. He will lead you. He's he's the he's the leader of the dance, and he will nudge you and and turn you and twirl you around to where he wants you to end up. Yeah, you know, and it's it's just a beautiful way of learning. And this is one reason why we're still here after we become a Christian is to learn that that uh, unforced rhythms of grace. Well, and I think this is really the the essence of when people start talking about that God is sovereign. This is what they're really kind of talking about. And, and the, with the that he's got a plan, he's doing things, yeah. he's involved in your life, yeah. he's he's bringing things about, and and sometimes we get we sometimes we intellectually don't understand or agree oh, with some times. of those things, <laughs> and understand. and he's just going, hey, but you gotta go right, so yeah, and 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 that's you know it kind of reminds me of what C.S. Lewis used to say when he said that the, Jesus is not a tame lion, right? Aslan was not a tame lion, yeah, and it's basically saying that you, you don't get you don't get to. To, to tell Jesus what to do. No. No, he, he's going to do what he's got to do. God's got a plan for you, and that's the good news, that you're not just left to your own devices, but that his love and his His attention and his care is being poured out on you, and he wants to use these moments to, to bless you and the people around you, and, 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 and it's going to add up over time to this really beautiful life. It's really great. It is great. I think... I think we need to make the distinction that you still have a choice. You can choose whether or not you follow his leadership or not in the dance. You know, you can choose to to dance with him or you can do your own cha-cha yep. or, you know, I mean, he may be And doing, then you get what you get. Right. And, and then it ends up being a mess. Yeah. There's a lot of times where you'll, you'll pursue something that you've always wanted and then you'll finally get it and it won't satisfy. And you'll be like, man, I feel stupid. And I wasted a lot of money a yep. lot of times. Yep. You know, a lot of my time, a lot of my strength. Oh, I know it. I, I did that for years, you know. Um, with, I was a musician for a long time. And uh, and I had an idea that, you know, I wanted to have a recording studio in my basement. And we spent thousands of dollars to make that happen. And then I finally got it. And when I got there, I couldn't enjoy it. It, it just, it, it, I just, I tried as hard as I could to enjoy it. And I never could. And it's because God didn't want that for me. So he let me get it so that I would learn that I didn't want it. And that's mm. not what I wanted, really, what my heart wanted. It was it was an older desire from before I knew Jesus. And then when I finally got it, I, then I had the revelation. But he, had, I, he, he may have been trying to tell me that all along, but it just took, finally, I, it was just something, a stronghold that I had to deal with. And then when I finally realized that what he wanted from me was much different, I, I sold it all and, and I got rid of everything. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's really helped me to focus on the next part of my life. It's just been really great. So, so, so just to, just to out of, you know, just to hear more about that, how, how did that transition happen? 
Um, I think it just had to do with, I finally just started realizing that I wasn't gathering the joy from it that my mind had told me that I would, right? So the fruit wasn't there. Yeah. And then, so then I, I, I usually, I have a deep desire to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean you're human. (laughs) Um, yeah. And well, and I just finally went, why, why is this not happening? Right. Because I I believe I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, you know, I, I really feel very empowered by God to, to, to do things. And so when I realized that I just wasn't getting out of it what I wanted or what I thought I wanted, I that's when God started saying, well, it's because it's not what I want for you. And I was like, oh, well, then I should probably get rid of it. You huh. know, you know that, that reminds me of that scripture where it talks about where Jesus said, I think it's in Matthew 5, where he talks about um, that if you ask your father for a fish, he will not give you a snake mm-hmm. or a scorpion. Or if you ask him for an egg, he bread, won't give you a scorpion. Stone. Yeah. yeah. If you ask him for bread, he won't give you a stone. Mm-hmm. And I think there are times in our life, especially when we're first starting out with the Lord and first learning his voice, where we start asking for those things that have been in our hearts, but maybe weren't his heart for us. You know, we ask for, sometimes we don't realize we're asking for a scorpion. Yeah. Well, he's not going to give you it. It's because he loves you. Yeah, because he loves you. Well, he, 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 he made you right. He, he, he crafted you and, and he knows, I mean, the the desires that he, that you have a lot of times he gave you those. Now, sometimes those are yours Mm -hmm. and he comes along and goes, yeah, no, not so much. Right. So, but that, but that's again, because he has a plan. That's, and that's part of, that's the, uh, one of the amazing parts of learning to dance with him is to listen to him and to trust him when he says no to go, okay, well, that means there's something better. Yeah, don't be afraid to let God change you. Don't be afraid of that. Let it happen. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? You may lose friends. You may have to change jobs. You may have to move to new locations. It's all worth it. Every second of it. Yeah. It's worth every yeah. minute of it. You'll it never is. regret it. But you will regret if you don't do it. Yeah. And so, you know, thus saith the Lord. Right? So, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's the way it is. It's worth it. So, you know, take that as a word from the Lord right now. Yeah. If he's pressing you to make changes in your life, do it. Do it quickly. Do it fast. Yeah. And do it forever. If he tells you to get rid of something, don't put it in a box and put it in the basement. You know, get rid of it. That's good. And and if it's something that it's that's not great, maybe you destroy it. Right. Yeah. So don't don't give it to someone else that to struggle with. Yeah. You know. No, that's good. So. So to wrap all this up, we just want to encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to fill those, those downtime moments, you know, because sometimes you'll have a meeting and it's, it's short, you know, it was, you had an hour scheduled and it only ends up being 45 minutes. Spend that extra 15 minutes rejuvenating in the Lord, asking for his perspective on the, the meeting you just had, ask him for his perspective on the meeting you're about to have, ask him perspective on how your kids are doing, you know? Ask him these things. He wants to help you. He yeah. wants to download into you his per, his vision for oh, your life. It's, it's a much better idea to ask him what to think about something that's, oh, that's yeah. really painful or driving you crazy yeah. than for you to sit around and try to figure it out. Uh, and you know what? He loves you so much. He will answer you. I mean, immediately. He doesn't make you bleed through the eyeballs to hear his voice. He is right there with He's you. He's even kind enough to, to bring other people around you to help yeah. you. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And so we, we just want to encourage you um, not to schedule God out of your life, not to, not to feel it so much 
that you don't have these downtime moments. And I'm not saying an hour, two hours, five hours, whatever. It can be five minutes, but that, those let those five minutes count. You know, don't waste them on playing a game on your phone. Yeah. Don't don't waste them with calling a girlfriend so you can gossip about somebody. Don't do that. Let it go and then let let the Lord have it and then spend time with him and get his perspective like Greg was saying. That's such a good word. Well, we thank you for spending time with us. We thank you for for uh, giving us the little bit of time out of your life to listen to this. And, you know, the Lord's probably going to lay somebody on your heart who needs this message. And so we encourage you to forward it to them. Uh, and, and, and then maybe talk, you listen to it with them and then talk about it because it, that's how you're really going to get it down inside you. But we just encourage you to, to use this podcast to affect your ministry, you know, go off and share these kinds of words. And if you want, you can go backwards through a lot of our other episodes and see if there's something else that might help somebody else around you. God wants to use you in the lives of Mm -hmm, other people. mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can use this, find scriptures, share those scriptures with people. And, and and it'd be really blessing to us if you would, uh, you know, go to your respective podcast store and, and, you know, rate or leave a review of this. It really helps uh, with the exposure. And then uh, also consider going to our website and checking out our website, gods-best.com. We've got a lot of uh, materials there. We've got blog posts and a lot of freebies. We create new wallpapers and stuff for your phones and your tablets uh, that you can do that and share those. And then, uh, you know, also pray for us. Pray that, you know, we're currently trying to finish our fourth book called Revealing Jesus. And uh, we just keep getting hung up on a couple of things. So we need prayer. So please yeah, pray please for do. us. Thank you. And, uh, and you can also, uh, you uh, can also, we have a bookstore on our, on our website, or you can find our, our book, Powerful Peace on Amazon and, uh, and, anywhere and, books and Kindle. Are sold. Yeah. Anywhere yeah. books are sold. And so uh, we just want you to make sure there's lots of resources out there that, that you can look for. I'm Greg and this is Sharon. And, uh, and we know that you can have God's best for your life and we're just here to help.